0: gentlemen this is a oh, good man the better better call saw podcast my name is brian and with me as always is dave i have a little bit to say so dave what do you have to say
1: no no pause on that one huh just straight into the uh better better call saw. no all right we, uh, we l- can start it over epi- if you like no that's cool last episode this is the better
2: Better you were better- <laughs> better last
1: everybody clap on three okay last episode uh you were telling a story and i kind of cut you off and i felt like i might have been a little rude so i wanted to apologize to you for being rude well what what, what story was i telling uh i don't know but it definitely would have been a good story for nothing important so we'll have to go back and listen so you can actually tell the story
0: <laughs> okay i'll try to keep that <laughs> i'll try to, i'll try to keep that in mind because i got stories man
1: yeah yeah you do yeah you do
0: well this is the uh season three finale so that means with us on the third mic is our lovely friend jeff jeff how's it going beautifully (laughs) beautifully nice Mm. nice you Mm. made we made it guys we made it to the season finale and through the season finale i'm sad yeah and in a weird way in a weird way we all watched it together because uh we we did not get an advanced uh screening sad Thing. We all
1: experienced our emotions at the same time as our audience this time hmm indeed and uh jeff yes. you were you uh had some predictions come through in
3: this one, man i did uh and then going back uh and reviewing our own tapes uh that we produced, it was in the unpublished episode that we did for P-Wep <laughs> for like three o three or whatever uh that one was it was all
1: part I of s- my grand scheme. I knew you were gonna yeah. be right, so I didn't air it i uh
3: I still have that right. audio, damn it! I still have that audio. I think I do too somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go. Let's
0: uh, talk some episode three ten, and then uh, we'll figure out what the hell we are doing from there coming
1: up in the future. So, by the way, before we get started, sorry. Yeah, I am shocked at how many people watched our Rift Tracks type dealy. Like yeah. what, like really you guys actually did anybody actually try and sync it up
0: <laughs> Right I don't know if anybody tried to sync it up but to me yeah the the amount of people that have tweeted and uh, <laughs> the amount of people that have downloaded it it's um it's really odd if if we don't put out an episode like say remember there was like 308 and then there was the break for a week
1: Uh-huh We yeah, the mem- um, Memorial Day break
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So
1: the infamous for that,
2: break.
0: Right. For that week, we fell off the charts because we didn't have an episode. But then the next week, we were right back up there. So as as we do this riff track thing, because I knew it'd be a while before we we got a good three ten discussion episode out.
3: Uh-huh. I was
0: like, oh, we're we're gonna fall fall off the charts, but whatever, no big deal. And, and then I see that we're still there. Uh, why? And apparently a lot of people have at least listened to a good portion of us recording ourselves watching TV, yeah. which, is,
1: uh, which is weird. <laughs> well, sub- subscribers get an automatic download. And as we just kind of discussed, iTunes automatically makes you sync up your shit. So mm-hmm. a lot of people probably got it inadvertently, I guess uh-huh. you would say. And we probably right. also got some bad reviews or like some one stars, but still it's people paying attention. It's mm-hmm. activity on the site. Right, <laughs> totally. Well, and, yeah, um, and I'm
3: sure that people wanted to sit, I mean, realistically, if they listen to you every week, uh, listen to us every week, uh, you know, they're going to take the time to sit there, maybe even replay it and try to sync it up. I'm, I'm sure there's more than a handful of people out there who did that. I'm looking at you, Mall of America, uh, who <laughs> went ahead and, you know, tried it out because it's like sitting with your friends. When it, you do the yeah. rift tracks piece like that, in in I like the one comment, it was like silence, silence,
1: awkward laughter, silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I like to laugh. What can I say? I like to laugh.
0: Well, the thing is, it's it's so weird because,
1: two a couple years
0: ago, we actually tried doing something similar, but then we just got so engrossed in what we were watching, it literally went like twenty minutes without us saying a word. Yeah, and so we're <laughs> like, this is this is uh fucking dumb. So so we stopped it. And so Dave and I, before we, we started recording that Monday, we're like, all right. So the ground rules are don't try to talk and don't try to be funny. Right. Let's just hang out and watch this. Like as if we, you know, like as if, you know, our whole thing, like we're, we're not the most analytical, whatever uh, podcast, but like, we are your buddies on the couch. But at the same time, you also have a microphone in your hand, so the urge to make a noise or say something or do anything because subconsciously you're like dead air, dead air, dead air, is mm. <laughs> is actually pretty pretty strong.
1: <laughs> but Well, oh, yeah, didn't I say we should put a disclaimer, like, <laughs> if you enjoyed all the silence last time, you're not going to like this because we're going to talk the whole time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So if you enjoyed the
0: silence, you're going to hate this episode, so... Ah, uh, but great episode we'll talk more uh in depth about our thoughts i'm sure as we go through this so sit back yeah. it'll probably be a long one because it was a super-sized episode which uh, i had no idea
1: yeah it was uh the, i remember they did it before and, and everybody's like check your dvrs but after it aired i saw some tweets that were like hey double check your dvrs ah. so i guess they did put the word out in short notice and uh and we missed it okay here we go. Yeah.
0: Better Call Saul, episode
1: 310, titled what, Dave? Lantern. Lantern. A green lantern. Think, things, took a, things took a lantern for the worse. <laughs> hey,
2: hey.
0: You, you've waited all day to say that, haven't you?
1: <laughs> no, that just popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Here we go. So it opens up with a young uh, Jimmy and Chuck in a tent with a lantern. They're reading Mabel. And mm-hmm. uh I was impressed by the use of auto tune to make Young Chuck Chuck's voice. Because I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure they took Old Chuck and auto tuned his voice younger and synced it up with Young Chuck's performance.
3: It did remind me of a that. yeah. It did remind me of T Pain.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm the Man, audio guy, and
3: I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, Fails. unless. Because it, it makes sense to me that they would have found a younger actor that looked like a younger uh, Michael McKean. But that voice was so spot on. It I And and Michael McKean's voice is so distinctive anyway. I, I yeah. put, almost put money on it that it was auto-tuned down to make him sound like a young oh, Chuck.
1: I just thought that kid was a hell of an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. For the 30 seconds he was on screen, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, to, to mock Chuck's uh, addiction, you know. Oh yeah 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 completely completely. I that's just what I meant cynical. To-
0: <laughs> it's, it's so- eleven o'clock at night I haven't slept i have I've been awake since three thirty in the morning due to my kids, so if I'm a little bit more cynical than usual, it's not intentionally trying to offend anybody. I'm just really fucking tired <laughs> so
1: <laughs> <laughs> speaking um, of cynical, excellent segue speaking of cynical, uh, mm-hmm. I noted the fact that Jimmy questions Chuck about if if uh if she's gonna be okay, hmm and Chuck reaffirms Jimmy that yeah he's gonna be just if just wait and you'll find out that she's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Which is kinda like what happens later when Jimmy sees Chuck and he's like, look, just do your thing. It's gonna be okay. Just accept it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Nice. I like how he, yeah. he kind of shushed them too, right? Like yeah. young mm-hmm. young Jimmy was like trying to make you know, trying to ask questions and even young Chuck is annoyed with young Jimmy and he's like, just listen. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was very Walter and Donnie. Like the mm-hmm. <laughs> like child, yeah, the wa- <laughs> um interesting going a- Easter eggs that I'm gonna take credit for noticing, but I actually got from somewhere else the band aid box, the yeah. bat, uh-huh, the bat that's used to break the um meter, and uh-huh. the lantern at the end are all in the tent with them, oh. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at look at you! I noticed exactly zero
1: of those things. <laughs> I went okay. Uh, uh, full disclosure: I got it from talking. Saul Peter Gold said it, and then when I went and rewatched the scene, I didn't even see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the lanterns, pretty heavy handed. Right.
0: They yeah. uh, we open up with the mug crash opening, and uh, Dave,
1: there's totally more gray. <laughs> we it we almost like this. as the season went on. It got more gray too. So I think you're right. I was being difficult about that, but I think you're right. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jeff? Is it getting more gray? Uh, Is it like my hair getting more
3: gray? Uh, I was going <laughs> to say like Bob's hair, but sure. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Uh, I honestly have not paid attention, even though you guys mention it every episode. Uh, <laughs> I, I just let you guys deal with that.
0: Well, this- fair enough this whole opening thing started in the first season because it was different every time. And then we thought it would change in the second season, but it didn't. And then, so now, even though they're all the same openings in the same order, we still have to mention them, but they have been getting more black and white to them than have been in the past. And in fact, this season, I even looked at a couple of them. They've turned black and white three times. So I wonder if
1: like in the fourth season, if it'll be Uh, like,
0: you know, like every season uh, it'll, it'll
1: add like another,
0: blip of the black and white
1: i I think you're right i think it was like one time the first season twice the second season Mm -hmm. so yeah interesting if not that's a observation
0: if not that's uh something i'm totally starting (laughs) (laughs) well we have Um, we're we're entitled to take credit for shit that's not ours it's fine (laughs) like did you know that uh they they uh the pun on Saul goodman's name is because of the title
1: of our podcast no not the actual pun the idea to express that it is a pun Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: That's even that's even more of a stretch. That's awesome. Okay.
1: <laughs> I didn't catch that at first. I thought it
0: was the actual pun, but now no. since it's, it's we no, moved the idea, the the idea, yeah. The, the idea, the seed. yeah yes. the, I gotcha. Okay, <laughs> awesome. All right. So, uh, show opens up proper with Kim Rexler all busted up,
1: getting her cast all fixed. <laughs> first thing I noticed: no ponytail. Yeah. Pony ponytail game no longer on point. No, nope, she's not business, Kim. She's relaxing, Kim. <laughs> I heard she vowed to take some time off or something. I don't, I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy drops in. He's obviously concerned, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, wait. Nice I wanted to. I'm I'm sorry. I did want to. We, we called that the listener out for the whole like Kim vows to take time off work. But I think we misread his comment. Actually. He wasn't saying that was his prediction. He was saying something else because the description said that. I don't follow anything you
0: just discussed.
3: <laughs> I think Jeff does, right? Uh kind of you're saying that he also read the description and basically just said that. But no, his comment wasn't
1: that. It was referring to that. He wasn't like my prediction is Kim takes off work. He's like my prediction was something else because it says Kim's going to take off work. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to make amends.
3: Mm. I
1: understand. I understand. <laughs> it's It's good, it's a good theme. Mm-hmm. Had a nice little
0: moment where Jimmy awkwardly lays his hand on Kim's shoulder, and uh, she kind of painfully caresses his hand back, but uh, she had, like, a weird expression on her face. Do you think it was because she was, like, in pain, or she's just kind of, uh, like, unsure about the relationship because she somewhat blames this whole ordeal on him.
3: I do you think she bled it on him? I, see, I don't think so. I thought she, it's just because, you know, she just got in an accident, so she just feels like garbage mm-hmm. herself, and if if she's contemplating anything uh, that she's guilty mm-hmm. about or uh, unsure about, it's her own uh, ability to do her job. Okay. Yeah,
1: I see that.
0: Okay. and and,
1: and seeing in him is a reflection of that, that she actually sees something in herself. Hmm. Mm. Okay. All right. Deep.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it cut to a super short scene. Jimmy's actually collecting her uh, her paperwork while Kim sits in the car and does nothing. How lazy can you be? Why should he have to take all the paper? <laughs> she's
1: the one that
0: she's the one that littered to begin with.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I think I said this in the other episode, but we're gonna. I, I'm gonna go ahead and repeat things I said in the other because I'm sure yeah. everybody didn't listen to that. Um, no need to qualify, just go for it. <laughs> okay. All those binders, are those, all those papers were in binders. How the hell are they scattered all over the place like that? And mm. they had all day, it's the desert, it's windy, that shit would have blown away by now. They wouldn't still be by the car. Okay,
0: well, I have a retort, but uh, Jeff,
3: do you have anything to say about this? Uh, I was going to say, have you ever had a piece of paper that was in a through-hole binder before? Because uh, it rips out like it's made of tissue paper.
1: Oh, what up, really? Dave? When they're <laughs> when exactly they're all boxed up tightly I also package things for uh, as part of my job and when I package them, they're pushing against each other
3: and uh a little
1: bump like that wouldn't make them all fly over the place. <laughs> a <laughs>
3: yeah, little bump like
1: totally. a, l- a little car. bump <laughs> like
3: a seventy mile an hour hit into a, a pole. Yeah, oh shame down down downer.
1: With a ditch. those injuries, with those well, injuries in
3: thirty five tops.
0: In Dave's yeah, defense, Jeff, it wasn't a pole, it was a boulder. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. But Dave and I had the same argument Monday okay so that's what I said I go papers fly like if there's a binder on the okay everybody had it in high school where you had your binder fall out of your backpack And somebody would accidentally kick it and then what happens like half the papers rip out right no not in my I,
1: I no okay besides well you had a trapper keeper so that's cheating because this they had his lap not... right I put my shit into the plastic sleeves oh <laughs> uh, see you're cheating <laughs> okay, and then also, there uh, when it
0: showed him picking up the papers, there was obviously more paper uh, out there than there was just after the crash. That's what I'm saying. No, you said and it. There, there the, should
1: have been less because it should have blown away. Those papers should be oh. down the street, off in the desert somewhere. Yeah, I guess
0: I was just thinking about it. If they already towed her car away, why did they leave all the papers like why did they leave all the papers? That was because it wasn't because like how Jimmy's, much there should
1: Jimmy's, be. Jimmy's not showing up for his community service to go pick him up. <laughs> so that counts. <laughs> He's earning hours. Yeah. So he no, had to go the, out there to earn hours. Well, I was all just right. saying the crew the crew hasn't made it to that spot of the highway yet That's what I was mm. saying. Still working on the underpass. Okay. That's I right. Got it.
0: Uh we see uh Chuck and Howard at the uh HHM meeting for Chuck's departure from the firm. Chuck, is that the board,
1: uh, I guess? He's talking to the board of directors or something.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what it seemed to me. And like maybe they're their representatives, I guess. I love uh Chuck's dramatics.
1: <laughs> like he
0: sits there in silence.
1: And then he, all, he goes, uh, all out, all series, man. Mm-hmm. He's always been oh. yeah, he's always been like that. Yeah. Well um, that's a lawyer
3: tactic is that that dramatic stand there, sit in silence, say what you have to say, and then you know, he he gets up and Makes his walk around the table for his hand gesture, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, Like everything's everything is planned meticulously. He knew what he was doing.
1: Yeah. It remi- even, his, it remi- even his phrasing, like, I love the agent of its destruction.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's very foreshadowing.
0: I do like how he states that he finds the whole ordeal embarrassing.
1: Yeah. And he's willing to let bygones be bygones with a simple handshake.
0: Yeah. Well, because he wanted back in, right? 'Cause he he said yeah, those that's are the options. What the,
1: that's usually what the loser offers, right? He's like, you know what? Let's just scrap the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been thinking a lot. <laughs> and uh and uh,
0: I, I've come to the uh come to the decision that uh we cool. <laughs> it's chill dog rules. That's exactly what exactly. chill dog rules is. Like, right? Jeff, I don't know if you would chill, you know what chill dog rules is, but like, you know, like you get into a fight, you know, like say you start a oh, fight, yeah. but the other guy punches you like three times in the face and you, you know, you're like, whoa, 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 chill dog, chill. Right. That's, so, yeah. That's then you sensual. back off. Then you yeah, back off. Ch- yeah. And you try to like, like, oh yeah. You know, like you like all of a sudden you're buddy, buddy. And you try to get the other guy, you know, like that, that's pretty much what Chuck did was chill dog rules.
1: Right. <laughs> right and howard howard wouldn't having it
0: yeah howard howard uh he he wanted none of that because he, he took it personally um you know he even goes on to say uh chuck you've you've lost your focus due to your personal vendettas and when i came to you as a friend and said you know what you've served the firm honorably maybe it's time that you step back and follow you know one of your side projects the uh you know, the Commerce Clause, like you always want to write about the Commerce Clause. When I came to you as a friend and, like, suggested that course, you took umbrage, good sir.
1: You took yes. umbrage. <laughs> I like how he <laughs> says 18 years, because that's like Howard's finally becoming a man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go.
1: He's standing up for himself. And that's mm-hmm. a hell of an acting job. Like, he was almost moved to tears, and you could see, like, I don't know. He was really into it. I almost, mm-hmm. almost weeped well. with him. Yeah. And Howard's super pissed because what, what was Chuck's reaction to
0: that? He threatens to sue. Right. Dick move, exactly. Chuck. Not cool, Chuck. I bet. I like, like to that's think. That's like option number three. <laughs> I, I'd like to think at that moment, uh, somehow Howard Hamlin was thinking, man, I
1: hope your house burns down with you inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was really affected. I like how, you know, Oh, he gives him the check for $3 million. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's paying out of his pocket, and and uh, Chuck's reaction was just like hurt, wounded. Like that was the mm-hmm. first wound. Like he's headed for a death of a million paper cuts, or whatever you call it, death of a million cuts. Hmm. And well, why uh, do you yeah, think that was that, the first wh- one? Why do you think that is? Because like he because he's finally his... getting stood up to. That's like the bully, and he's like, oh, you're actually like I'm actually out. Like this is for real. Shit got real.
3: Yeah. He, right. Uh, uh, he yeah. thought he checkmated them with uh you know saying you know it's one way or the other uh you know you pay me or you know the firm goes down mm-hmm. or or you just let me be and pfab said oh shit no nah. <laughs> and uh he and he decided. I mean and he paid it out of his own pocket on purpose so that way it mm-hmm. wouldn't affect the business that he grew up respecting and uh dealing with chuck with or or bringing up with chuck and his his own dad uh because you know, he didn't want to let it fail, and he wasn't going to let it fail because right. Chuck was being a cock.
1: Right. I think <laughs> <laughs> Hamlin's showing his true colors, which we all know is Hamlin to go blue. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's <laughs> yes. saying that, yeah, it's <laughs> firm first, man. Like, you used to always say firm first. So I'm proving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I I love um one little thing that we kind of glossed over just a bit there was uh you, you can actually see the moment where Hamlin – was just fucking over it and ready to make that move because Chuck, right. being the lawyer that he is, tried to turn it back on him. Right. He tried to turn it back on Howard. You know, it's like I, I forget what the terminology was, but it was pretty much like, "Oh, well, you you haven't done anything." Like, try to turn it back on him, and that's when Hamlin was like, "You know what? This is bullshit. Here's a fucking check." Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, okay, so we had a small debate, and Jeff, let us know what you think. So Hamlin hands Chuck or Chuck a check for $3 million and says that it's the first of three installments. And my response was, so is he getting $9 million now as opposed to eight? Is it three of three? Or uh, do you think it's like split up like three million, three million, and two
3: million? I would think it'd be uh, that this was an upfront payment. So it may have had more weight on the front of it. Mm. So you got gotcha. three, three, three and, three, and two, maybe two, five, two, five,
1: or maybe it's three, three, and then two and change. Cause they said like around eight.
3: Yeah. Yeah, uh, gotcha. we we are not privy to the exact buyout amount,
1: right? This isn't like the uh, this isn't the sandpiper payout where we just really really do suck at math. This is <laughs> <laughs> I would call this an unknown variable.
0: <laughs> Three million dollars from his personal funds and loans
1: uh, is Howard broke now? No, that's probably. Well, I, I wouldn't think he would get the loans to cover because he doesn't want to spend all of his money. I gotcha. Well that's kind of an interesting okay. comment. I didn't think about that. He could maybe he bankrupt himself to save the firm. Yeah, I mean because maybe, you know, he obviously took out loans. Maybe he just thinks
0: that, you know, that he'll be yeah. able to make it back up in time cuz he's he's probably got a he's probably got another good 20 years in him. It's yeah, he probably has a
3: sizable he he knows he's got a steady paycheck coming in as long as he keeps the firm alive. And mm-hmm. the only way to keep the firm alive is to, you know, get rid of chuck. What yeah. no matter what that that way is so
1: but i don't think this is gonna push howard to like push the sandpiper thing through now he's gonna want more money out of the sandpiper thing Mm. right
0: which all works into what happens later in the episode but i wonder how much how much money the law firm actually has because at first like last episode chuck said that they didn't have the eight million dollars but even in this one when presented with three million dollars he brought he's
1: like the firm doesn't have this either I think they got a Finsky hidden somewhere. Check they the floorboards.
3: Check the floorboards. Mm-hmm, There's always yeah. money in the banana stand.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, or the <laughs> banana stand. Exactly.
1: Um, $10,000 or $100,000? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so they head out to the balcony inside the foyer or lobby, whichever, uh, whatever you like to call it, um, of Hamlin, Hamlin, McGill,
1: and Howard gives them a proper send-off. Oh, wait, uh, there is a name. I'm sorry. There is a name for it. It's called The Great Room.
2: Because
1: mm. I paused it when Chuck was taking his notes, and it kept saying The Great Room. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I forgot that he was at the law office the day before. Ah, okay. So they they go to the balcony on the third floor of
0: The Great Room <laughs> where and kind of give their final goodbyes. Uh, Chuck gives his... Uh, I I guess his. uh I I don't know what what are they isn't there like a term for that when, it, when somebody gets their like final applause I guess final applause I guess their final pl- the,
1: the final bow I guess you Yeah call like, it. like he he gets
0: his send off he gets his grand send off right there like all this his admir- yeah right everybody's clapping for him um Yeah they kind of shoot daggers at each other which Oh yeah. a the, nice
1: touch the look he like, gives the look that uh when he, when uh Howard says anything that you want to say the little mm-hmm. exchange there and he's like you know goddamn well there is and i can't say it <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> and yeah and then it's just uh the the cute little fuck you like you know like yeah. like we're done here like go fuck yourself then uh, when he makes you... his way down when he makes his way down the stairs howard's the first one to stop clapping and he shoots him a mm. dagger and walks away I yeah that was we're done perfect too yeah did you guys notice the vince gilligan look alike on the stairwell
0: no, I did not. I, I almost not said it either. I almost said it when, okay. So there's like a scene where he kind of turns the corner to go down the first flight of stairs. And there's a gentleman that looks an awful lot like Vince Gilligan. And as we were watching it, it was, it was one of those situations where the person looked enough like Vince Gilligan, where I almost said like, Oh, there's a nice cameo by Vince Gilligan. But then he looks so just different enough to where I kind of pulled it back. Mm. And, uh, Later on, people on our Twitter feed, were, uh, there was a, a somewhat small debate of whether or not that was or was not Vince Gilligan. Uh, if it was Vince Gilligan, that, that's kind of a cool way that he kind of put himself into the scene to give you know, uh, yeah. Michael McKean a send-off. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah. But oh, if, that is if kind it, of a <laughs> neat way to phrase that. Yeah, he <laughs> actually is there to send him off. Yeah, Yeah.
0: But Uh, if it's not Vince Gilligan, I'd like to think that Vince Gilligan intentionally put somebody that resembled Vince Gilligan in the background, but gave him, like, you know, enough scream time to noticeably pat Chuck
1: on the back just so people would have this very same discussion. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, nothing on that show is by accident. Right. (laughs) And
3: you know that Vince Gilligan, in his meticulous way that he, you know, frames shots and, and writes stories and tells his tales. You know that he has a list of people that look or a list of lookalikes that he throws pieces. He's got it. So
1: he's got an entire uh, Bluth house full of lookalikes.
3: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Let's just they roll all live with the rest of development. He, he's references. got a he's got a house in Iraq full of four Saddam Hussein Vince Gilligans. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> no, I think that was that had to be totally on purpose. The way the way you've just described it has convinced me. Like he's there to send him off. It's a very Mm. much more subtle than, say, a Stan Lee type of cameo, but Mm -hmm. pretty (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Almost sweet in a way. Also Mm -hmm. confirms that probably Chuck's not coming back. Yeah, probably. At least not the Hamlin, Hamlin McGill. (laughs) Right. Well, they're so fluid with the timelines. He may come back in flashbacks and stuff. That's true. Uh,
0: Jimmy's helping Kim recover. Gives her the yellow Gatorade. Who the fuck drinks yellow Gatorade? Fuck that shit.
3: The grossest. Of the Gatorades. Uh, Yellow of the original three is my favorite. Uh, Uh, Of your orange, fruit punch, or lemon lime. Uh, By far, lemon lime is the best of those. Uh, I also like the 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 dated dated reference.
1: (laughs) I like the dated reference to the electrolyte craze of the early
0: (laughs) 2000s. Yeah, you got to get the, uh, (laughs) which is pretty much just salt, isn't it? (laughs) Isn't that what electrolyte is? It's just salt? Something like that. I don't know. I think your body makes enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Jimmy makes breakfast, and it uh, turns out all Kim wants for breakfast is the good stuff. I don't know what the good stuff is, but it's not ibuprofen.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to Jeff on this. <laughs> uh,
3: she just got in a car accident, so she at least got, I mean, Tylenol 3 probably, but that's super basic. She probably got some Norco, uh, which is Vicodin, also, okay. uh, also known as Vicodin. Uh, that she's hanging um, out with so that's probably the good stuff. I mean, if it was really good stuff and she was real banged up, they would have give her some oxycodone, some percocets mm. nice. yeah, you know a lot yeah. of a lot of people using pills this episode
0: <laughs> yeah Kim Chuck uses pills, Hector kind of oh, yeah, that's <laughs> he right meant, <laughs> me, Hector meant to use pills a lot of people the using t- pills in this and episode and the twist is they're all placebos mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the detail of Kim trying to use her left hand, and uh, as a left-handed person, it's uh, it it feels good that a show the caliber of Better Call Saul is finally bringing awareness to the plight of the left-handed people.
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. I have my fist well, in the air, my my left fist, of course. Yeah, but um, you're in solidarity. Yeah. Wait, are you a lefty, right, Jeff? Yeah,
1: I always forget that. Um, so I'm a righty, but my thing is like Kim didn't choose to be left-handed, like you guys did. Left-handed right. chose her,
0: <laughs> right. Left-handed,
1: yeah. Whether it's whether whether it's by
0: birth or divine intervention, my friend, uh, you know, is, is is being a left-handed person is, is a struggle, you know. And I, I don't appreciate you making light of the plight of my people.
3: Right, and and that struggle is real. Of all of the realist <laughs> struggles, that struggle is real. You know, twenty five thousand left-handed people are killed each year using right-handed products because they're specifically made for people who are right-handed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I what do think you, think you about just that? made that. I think you just made that stat up with the right side of your brain. How uh, dare you! That, <laughs> I, I'm so I'm, dare you. I'm gonna stop recording now. Yeah, just so you know.
1: <laughs> okay, will Will me, Kim become a right brain thinker now that she's left handed? <laughs> let me let me ask you this, Dave. Um, do you think you made any
0: left hand turns in your car today? Probably a few. Uh, well, then why don't you stop with your cultural appropriation, Dick? Yeah. <laughs> Because I, ad- I identify
1: as left-handed. You know, okay. your car probably <laughs> has magnesium in it right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's That's all- an
1: awfully sinister statement, my friend. <laughs> you know,
0: whether you're left-handed or right-handed is a uh, societal construct, <laughs> and I don't appreciate you identifying with uh, left-handed people unless you really, unless you have gone through the surgeries or car accidents that cause you to be left-handed. Right. Well, okay. I'm
1: sorry. I just- No, not right. Not right, sir. Correct. Not right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> well, that's off. I guess you're left. I guess you're left. <laughs> left is right and right is wrong. <laughs> All right. Kind of a nice moment there. Jimmy says in
0: light of everything, uh, That has gone on. He does not give a shit about The Office when he and Kim are discussing how to go forward. I I wasn't sure if that was sincere at first. I I guess as the episode went on, I guess I kind of started to warm up to the fact that he was actually being sincere. But um, I I, I felt like it was just another put on at first.
3: I didn't. I kind of bought into it. I I, I took it as he wasn't Jimmy McGill and us uh, or, uh, you know, slipping Jimmy and us that he actually right. does care about Kim and he really put the office together with his uh, monies that he got and everything just really to impress her and be with her anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Gotcha. Kim uh, realizes, you know, she's working too hard
0: and uh, she could have killed somebody. you know, I, I think uh heavy realization, right? Like, have you ever had a moment where, where you've like done something so retarded? You're like, wow. Yep. A lot of people yeah. really could have got messed up there and, um you know i i totally uh i sympathize with that right now with uh, my ridiculous commute to and from work mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course being left-handed <laughs> using because at work they only have right-handed scissors i can't tell you how many times i've tried to cut like an envelope in half or something and almost accidentally stabbed somebody
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeff, so i noticed that I'm, this part that uh <coughs> jimmy tries to blame himself tell me if you guys agree with this but kim won't let jimmy take the blame and I think it's ironic that this situation is what made Jimmy realize what's important to him, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. she's also the one who he didn't directly fuck up their life. Yeah, like that was that was all on her. But he's but he's taking the blame for it when he should be taking the blame for like what happened to Chuck, what happened to Howard, you know, all, all the old people.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I you yeah. know what I think I think you're right, right for a, a lot of reasons there. But he also kind of inadvertently caused this with with all of his shenanigans. You know what I mean? He, he kind of put her into the mode to where she kind of needed the security and such of the, of the second account.
3: Uh, right. right? Yeah, it, was all, having... it was all secondhand uh, due to his, his selfishness, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get his, in, or get his ends and, and move himself forward uh, with whatever means that was, you know, put a burden on her uh, to also make him happy. Uh, yeah. Because he's only thinking about himself through this, whether she realizes that or not. right and he's and he's not really making
0: any money right that's why the settlement was such a big deal but that wasn't a guarantee and so she's pulling the way remember a couple episodes i made a joke like where the hell does jimmy live now and we actually find out in this episode he lives with her like they actually later on the episode say let's go home so essentially she's the sole breadwinner because of choices and
1: ways he's conducted himself and they did seem very relationshipy. It's kind of like a Katy Perry hot and cold situation, but it seemed to be more on the hot side on this one.
0: Mm
3: hmm.
2: Mm
3: hmm. That's true. Yeah, they, very ambiguous. Yeah. I also <laughs> do, wanted to. They make... do have a legit smooch. Uh, yes. Like a legit. relationshipy smooch.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Uh, to quote Katy Perry, you know, you're, you're wrong, then you're right, and you're left, then you're right. I think we all need that's to right. think about that. Right. Exactly. Left. No, that's. Always left. That,
1: that's correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so did you notice that when he's talking about all the things that she needs to be set up in her apartment out of the office, he talks about a Westlaw Terminal? Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I looked up, I uh, Googled that and found out that it's, a, it's an information resource for lawyers, like a remote mm-hmm. resource access, right? It's, right? it's also called the West Automatic Law Terminal. Hmm. Acronym W A L T WALT. Walt. Oh. Uh. <laughs> did you just come up with that on
0: your own? I did come up with that one on my own. Oh, look at you. That's pretty good. Look at you. You know what? Yes. And uh I've never heard anybody say that uh before. That's pretty clever, Dave. Nice. Is not that a that, point?
3: That was I'm not usually part of the show, so I don't oh, yeah. know how the point system works.
1: Uh, whenever somebody arbitrarily gives out a point, Jeff, you get mm-hmm. a point for bringing out the point system. Yep. And I'll give
3: Dave two for the wall acronym.
1: Oh, Jeff gets like five for the, uh, for the prediction, but that's not till the end. We're of not, even, we're not there yet.
3: <laughs> we're not there yet.
0: All right. Hector arrives at Nacho's dad's shop. Nacho, uh, kind of assigns himself as the project manager trying to protect his dad a little bit. He mm-hmm. kind of stuck his dad in a bad position you know, and he's, you know, it's like, Hey, look at the shiny object over here. Shiny object over here! Like I, I got this. I'm covered, you know. And but uh, we're walking. We're
1: we're walking. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like like the assholes that carry the flags. Exactly at at uh, Disneyland, (laughs) and we're walking and Mm -hmm. we're walking and uh, like oh look, there's a fucking Thunder Mountain. But of course, Hector has to be the asshole kid that sees like the cars exhibit and wants to break (laughs) away from the group and he wants to go meet Poppy, who I guess in this really strange allegory would be the cars exhibit so so <laughs> so kind of kind of shitty though right because like you know I, I mean it's very obvious and I, I think Nacho even addressed it, it was like hey my, my dad's a good man you know right. like like he's like hinted like hey dude I know we got like our own thing going on and I I know you're going to strong arm yourself into my family's business but can we like you know as best possible Keep my dad out of it, but I—I uh, I, which I think now that I said that, that probably actually really motivated Hector to intentionally go say hi to right. uh, to Manuel. It was, a, is it was
3: totally a power move. Uh, you yeah, know, as much as Nacho was trying to mitigate the situation and prove that mm-hmm. he can do stuff, uh, yeah. Hector still wasn't going to let him have hand uh, in the situation. He's still going to be right. in control. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and
1: he wanted to pay him off. Like he wanted to pay him off personally, but like he was gloating about it. Like, look at all this money I'm giving you, you know. <laughs> right, like, <all laughs> this money, like I I can buy you kind of deal. Right, right? exactly. I'm buying yeah. your loyalty, yeah.
0: Yeah, Manuel's not impressed at all. And nope. uh uh man, Nacho's kind of a kind of a dick. I love how he tells his dad not to be disrespectful when his dad asks Hector to please leave his <laughs> His job. right and he tells his dad not to be respectful and i love the way that the actor who plays manuel hector's dad or nacho's dad uh pulls that off because you can see his head like look up just a little bit like son of a bitch did you really just say that to me because yeah. <laughs> because nacho's so, doing quite possibly the worst and most
1: disrespectful thing to his dad that you could possibly imagine but i like i we always go back and forth about this but i think i'm more focused on the subtext because He's not doing it to like prove something to his dad. He's doing it kind of pleading with his dad to not make the situation worse because he knows it's only going to be temporary. Right. You know right. But he has to like show his seriousness. Like this is you know this is so fucking serious. Like I can't even. Right. It looks like, but it it looks like when he tells his dad not to be disrespectful towards Hector,
0: he's obviously taking. It it appears that he's taking Hector's side over right. his dad and his dad doesn't know the greater scheme thing. So right. I'm saying that the, the actor yeah. who played Nacho's dad, you could, it, it was very well the way that he portrayed the hurt that one would feel when their son took the side of a gangster strong arming your family <laughs> business right. over, over him. You know what I mean? I, 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 think, I guess I was just saying I was impressed how that was played out. Yeah. yeah but I, I also agree. think
3: it's a, it's a conflict with Nacho too, because he also at the same time still has to be showing respect to Hector. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that he's still right. part of the team, and he's not going to put his own family over the family.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet the whole time get that...
3: capped off. <laughs> right. I bet the whole
0: time Nacho is because, like, do you think that, like, in in the character of Nacho, that he was kind of hoping
3: he would have the opportunity to kill him? What is that noise? That is a dog like, drinking water oh. very loudly by where I'm at. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to let them outside <laughs> while we were it's doing okay. doing this. So That's it's okay. okay.
0: I, I just didn't know what that was. I was
3: <laughs> You can cut that. Um out.
0: so in the character of Nacho, do you think it was the character's hope that he would have had a chance to kill or uh disable Hector with the pills earlier and the the opportune time just kind of never happened. So then, you know, now he's forced to deal with the situation where he still kinda has to try to kill Hector, uh,
1: but he wished he could have done it before Hector took uh, over I, the shop. I Don't think like- that question is answered later on hmm Okay. Because, you know, well, then of what happens. A- but uh I think I think that yeah, I think he wanted more he wanted to take him out a little earlier, but I still maintain that it's it's a column A, column B. He doesn't want his dad to die, but he has to keep Hector close. And that's mm-hmm. another way to keep Hector close. Ah, good point. Good
0: call. Good call. Nice. I like it. I'm digging. Also,
1: dig also, it. this scene makes me realize I want to have Arturo on, or the guy that plays Arturo, and then not uh-huh. have him say it, and then he doesn't talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: Francesca, man, she's uh putting in time, taking care of Kim, brings her flowers and her files and
1: books. And uh Kim Well the flowers is, were from Paige and her dad, Mr. Verde. Right, but she's right. delivering it. She's like the courier for all this stuff right. for all intents and purposes, right? Yeah, she's it, oh she's gotta stay busy. I mean she's just still employed. hmm
0: Kim's uh getting ready to jump back into work. No breaks. No breaks. No rest for the week. No wicked. breaks. <laughs> Too much stuff to do, man. Too much stuff on the plates.
3: Got to yeah, keep and, spinning.
0: And she's, she hasn't even thought at this point to push back any of her meetings and such. Right. Uh, which is impressive in itself, but obviously she needs help because she's somewhat incapacitated. Uh, and Francesca is actually amazingly thorough. She had an answer and a location for anything that Kim needed if Kim wanted to jump right back into work.
1: That's that MVD training. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Great.
0: But which is in direct contrast, though, to her reading a magazine at work uh, not too long ago. We saw her well, doing that's, that.
1: Well, so. maybe that's a testament to how, how hard Kim works and how hard she worked herself. Mm. Like she was doing everything, micromanaging. Mm. And then once she became inca- incapacitated, Francesca kind of took over. Maybe Francesca's really efficient
0: right so like she does all of her work in like two hours and then she just spends the rest of
1: the day uh surfing 2003 era internet (laughs) there you go Mm -hmm. (laughs) well you do have to wait like you know five hours to watch a 30 second video
3: back then Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. she's waiting for real player to load half the time (laughs) (laughs) Buffer. i do
0: kim uh kind of has an epiphany and she's like dude i don't I need to take a break. Like, let's push all of our meetings back. And she kind of has a staycation and goes to Blockbuster Video.
1: My prediction here, this is where I'm going to say, Kim gets addicted to pills and mm-hmm. enjoys her time off too much. And I think yeah. that's going to be part of her downward slide. Because she's probably taking the good stuff's quite addicting, my friends. Uh-huh. It so.
0: Yeah, I, I actually had a similar thought because I actually watched this uh, tonight. Before we started recording, and I had a thought that um, she starts with the pills, but what if Kim
1: moves on to harder drugs? Oh, like yeah. meth?
3: The heroin. Mm-hmm, no, meth, because yeah. Breaking Bad's all about meth. Bill right, Bill, yeah. yeah. But meth's the opposite of that, of of pain medication. Donkeys just get their fix however they can get it, man. Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: I, I know you left-handed pills. people don't understand that, but us left-brain thinkers... <laughs>
0: Some people some people take pills, some of us stroll kill hobos at rest stations.
1: That's, you know, you got to get yeah. you got to get your high. You
3: Everyone's your got high their mat. thing, man. Mm-hmm. Some, of exactly. in, some of us take
1: naps, some of us take 5-minute naps in moving cars. It's fine. The
0: mm-hmm. biggest question for me during the Blockbuster scene was Kim grabbed 10 movies. She grabbed yeah. 9 and went back and grabbed the 10th. Dave, as somebody who worked at a Blockbuster video, did they allow 10 rentals? I thought it was always
1: capped out at 6. I'm glad you asked that, Brian. Because yes, I did work at Blockbuster Video right around that time. It's funny because it, apparently it still survived in the Southwest for a little bit longer than everywhere else
2: because mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> they were closing up pretty quick. But uh, they had a 10 for, I think it was a 10 for five deal or something like that. You mm. could keep like 10 movies for a week.
0: Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a deal. That's crazy. Hell of a deal. <laughs> I know Family
1: Video, family um, video had okay. uh, like seven for a week, but. Did you, notice, a did you notice? There's family video open down near Jeff's house. <laughs> there's one in. There's one in Joliet. And that's weird. Weird. Did you notice did what we, movie was front and center at Blockbuster? Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Ninja. Yes. Who uh, Chris Farley? Has a, <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. He has I'm a glad. personal
1: relationship with Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk wrote, wrote a lot of Chris Farley sketches. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, I like to think maybe that was a nice little shout out. All right. I think cool. so, or they just happen to be in the B section.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up because, like, literally earlier today, I was like, "Oh, Beverly Hills Ninja."
1: <laughs> Wait, I cool. looked at them all. I was like, I was making sure they were in alphabetical order. Oh, I course, was looking man. at all the different titles. Yep. So <laughs> you you got
0: to admire Dave's dedication to being a blockbuster employee all these years later, and he's still doing quality assurance. It's That's nice. right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Best on your job own accord. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that job, dude. I'm not gonna lie. I talked movies all day. It was great. <laughs> uh Jimmy's at Chuck's. Well, he's in the car out front of Chuck's,
0: and it looks like he wants to tear off. Only gets about a foot or two down the road and <laughs> hits the brakes. Can't quite bring himself to do it.
1: Right. He has to have his closure. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, Ironically, run- if he if he had just taken off, the the rest of the episode might not have played out that way. Mm-hmm. Chuck's, uh, he
0: he walks in and Chuck's house appears to be back to normal, which had to be somewhat comforting.
1: Yeah, he even power checks-
0: on, vinyl playing. And I like how he made sure that it wasn't a ruse because he even checked inside the refrigerator because nobody would move a refrigerator to plug it in. Right. Well, Jeff probably would if he was trying to pull but most people probably yeah. wouldn't plug in the refrigerator. So it was go big or spurt. go home. If mm-hmm. you're going to try to uh,
3: to run a scheme, go big or go home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and Jimmy actually seems like genuinely happy for him that everything is back to normal.
3: Yeah, he, he's impressed and probably a little relieved.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
3: he was more surprised than anything that it, it, there was such a quick turnaround uh, it, right. with his treatment or whatever he's been seeking since uh, since their falling out. And probably feeling a little good about
0: himself too, right? Because like uh, he he actually kind of helped him out, right? Yeah.
1: By pushing him over the edge, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exposure therapy and all and whatnot.
0: Yeah, part of making his amends, you know, he apologizes, I guess, as best Jimmy can for uh his part in their great falling out and everything that transpired over the past two years, I guess I guess has been now. (laughs) Um But uh, heartbreaker, right? I, th- I think I think what happened next, everybody was just kind of like, "Damn, Chuck!" Chuck just kind of yeah. went for, went for broke and uh, told uh, Jimmy, "You know, truth is, you never mattered all that much to me."
1: That's uh, that's pretty harsh. Unfortunately, it's not the truth, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Oracle in the Matrix. Like he just had to tell Jimmy what he needed to hear to move on. You know, very much to live so. His life. Yes.
0: Right, so but, do you uh, think at at this point he he was determined to kill himself, and so he said
1: that to Jimmy, so Jimmy would have less hurt when it happened? No, I don't think he. I don't think Chuck decided to kill himself until he lost his shit. Okay, yeah, um, I, that that it really manifested itself then. But I think that I wrote that this scene is an example of Chuck's speech. How Jimmy comes in with the best of intentions, but he really just made things worse because then Chuck had to say that to Jimmy. Mm -hmm. And then the look that Chuck has when Jimmy leaves, he has that look of like, God, did I really just say that to him?
3: Mm -hmm. You know, like
1: that really hurt. And it's sending Chuck farther down the path. So it's like if you would have just left Chuck the fuck alone, you know, that's one less straw on the camel's back.
0: I got you. Okay. Chuck's in bed and he's writing his feelings down. Um, He uh, takes his pills and uh, it's kind of, you know, once again, people taking pills, kind of a, theme for this episode uh can't stand his his mind starts racing so i guess right. maybe you're right dave this is the that was the that was the the moment he fell off the cliff right his uh maybe telling jimmy you know he, he's never mattered to him the moment he, because because now he's in bed and he's doing the the coping techniques where like you know like brown leather journal green right. what the fuck ever right and then mm-hmm. and then it, it gets the best of him. And he runs downstairs and sh- shuts off all the breakers, right? Oh, so his, that's, and, that's...
1: and and uh, his he, he he notates how how irritated he is on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. And this one was a four, but the other ones were all like two or less.
0: <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay. So it's,
1: it's it's growing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, nice catch. Nice. I like it. Uh, we see Jimmy trying to make amends with Irene. He brings her donuts and uh, to celebrate her win. He even brings shit for the cats Felix and what's the other one Oscar oh yeah like the odd couple that's right all right yeah and you know I Irene tells the story about how her friends are hurt and upset with her and I, I I like how Jimmy try his way of like trying to make it better well so maybe he isn't making amends to her yet like I previously said but his way of making her feel better is like hey Yeah, you know, like a little bump in the road for you guys right now, but that'll all gloss over as soon as you guys have that sweet settlement money. That's right. Money fixes everything. It buys happiness. Yeah, but apparently it doesn't because, you know, Irene is still upset. And it's like, for some reason, this is the first time that Jimmy realizes that that, you know, it's it's jimmy's uh money's not gonna fix everything right because he right he was you know his his whole thing for being remember like uh maybe it was a couple seasons ago where he's like no money is everything remember like right. you know, yeah. Money, yeah yeah so he he exactly. he can't understand why she doesn't see it that way you know because she's in the twilight you know of her life you know and, and obviously her friends and her social status are more important to her than whatever settlement that she's right. probably never going to be able to spend. But in his eyes, you know, he, he's like, well, all, all your problems are over. You're going to be pretty well off. Yeah. Go it, it, take it'll an
1: gonna... Alaskan cruise. It'll fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Chuck that's good, that point, point, point for Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Smash cut. <laughs> Jimmy's at the mall with, uh, <laughs> with the friends. I can, for the life of me, not remember their names. Flo, I know what Rita, I i don't know Myr- myrtle's one of them myrtle yeah mm-hmm. but uh he's trying to uh, he's trying to shoulder the blame he's trying to set things right and it's at that point where like they're so in love with him and against her that they're, they just spin it in their own heads to be like oh she doesn't deserve you look at how honest you're being you're such a great mm-hmm. friend she didn't deserve that and uh, then a train the, rolls by
0: for the record it's rose myrtle and helen there you go okay yeah, like
1: Rose Myrtle and Helen, her. yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And he's trying to convince them, like, because now he's thinking, okay, that didn't work with Irene. So maybe I can get these chicks to, you know, kind of mend fences with her. And,
2: right.
1: and everything he's being completely is completely honest. He really is. Like, he's like, blame me. Like, he has that, like, sheepish look, I think is legit. Mm hmm. You, you know? know, he's
3: swallowing a little bit more pride.
1: Mm hmm.
2: Uh, and you
3: do see glimpses of, like, his real remorse when he realizes he fucked someone over right Uh, here and there you know i mean that those are still around as chuck said what's the point stop feeling remorseful right because the the job's already done the work's already there
0: yeah he. you know things things just kind of get the best of jimmy and then yeah then uh when it you know when it comes to a head like then he's forced to retract right right
1: exactly uh star wipe (laughs) <laughs> to Chuck's house. <laughs> we well, that's feeders when you can have steak. <laughs>
0: next next season we're going to have to learn the name of a bunch of really common transitions and wipes from like camcorders of the late 1990s and that's what we're going to use to <laughs> signify every time we switch scenes. So, uh star wipe, uh Chuck tries to kill the power meter at his house, but he can't completely stop the wheel from spinning. It just keeps going. Until he eventually hits it with a baseball bat. Uh, so, do you guys think that uh, that the wheel is really spinning? Because I've seen it out there. People think that e- the spinning wheel might be all in Chuck's head.
3: Oh, that would be crazy if it was. Literally, he's going crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I mean, th- it's very possible. I guess. I mean, it's possible there could be something that was before the breakers. Mm-hmm. that's connected like hardwired to that because it's like a safety thing
1: mm-hmm. or a code
3: thing but i mean i don't know this this scene of the whole episode as much as i felt bad for for irene you know in all those places or in all the things that were going on and felt bad here and there like this actually almost made it made me uncomfortably like sad yeah. like as he slowly spirals out of control in his own head and mm-hmm. just starts destroying his own house all over something something so minuscule. I mean, but obviously to him, it's not because there's still electricity flowing into the house. Right. <clears throat> and right. he sees uh, proof of that, but you know, there's nothing on. And then he almost has it in his, in his head that he can sense it too. Right. Like he's got some sort of force power that he can sense electricity through stuff. Right. And that's what he's going around feeling the walls, you know, like, uh, okay, this must be the sweet spot and starts, you know, breaking through all of his very nice, his very nice home that Mm -hmm. he's taken care of meticulously. It was just, this actually got to me where where very few things do in this show. You know, um, another theory I heard bandied
0: about, but it doesn't really make sense to me, but it'll be an interesting uh, thing to get your thought on it. Remember Mike uh, did surveillance in his house? I've also seen the Mm -hmm. theory bandied about that. What kept the meter going after he turned everything out is uh, perhaps Mike had some rogue surveillance. Instruments mm. inside the house drawing from the power line, and that's what kept the wheel
1: spinning. I don't think I like it, but I don't agree with it. I think Mike was only there to take pictures, mm-hmm. um, otherwise, we would have seen it used for something at this point. Right, well, right. You know, nobody it, well, unless it's gonna show it's that, surveillance.
3: unless it's gonna show up uh, like in the first two episodes of the fourth season that here's the actual video of the inside of him uh, committing suicide as opposed to being accidental but mm-hmm. i still don't believe it because i think that he wouldn't have enough time to actually go cuz i mean if you if for the meter to continue to run that would mean essentially that it would kind of have to be before the breaker box so it would have to be between the meter the, the line the that comes from the outside you know the, that goes through the meter to measure electricity and then to the breaker box so he would have mm-hmm. had to hardwire that in and that's i mean that's all in like steel yeah. right. conduit it's not to as simple through. as
1: break it's not as simple as like cutting the phone line to breaking into somebody's house right exactly <laughs> right, right right uh
0: i do like how <laughs> when when uh he finally came to the conclusion that the only way he was going to get the wheel to stop spinning was to bash it in with a baseball bat I do like the right. way that he throws the bat down onto the broken husk of the of the meter. It was very office space esque when Michael Bolton <laughs> <laughs> beat, and and uh, Samir non, not going to work here anymore. Beat up the printer, right? right. It, was, mm-hmm. it was like it was very gangster, like gangster Chuck, like because like, you're not even dropping the bat at it. You're actually just kind of shoving the bat at debris,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. So it's it's uh, pretty gangster, yeah. pretty gangster of Chuck.
1: Well, I also noticed, like, I, you asked before if you thought that Chuck had, like, decided to commit suicide yet, but he calls Dr. Cruz to cancel his appointment, and then he says, well, just tell her I'll see her next week, and I didn't think that was, like, I thought he really meant he was going to see her next week. Like, I still see, don't I, think he's decided he's at the end yet. No. See, I don't think I, he decides I, to do it until the end. I think it's kind of a rash decision. See, I think I think he had his mind already made up, but so he doesn't arouse suspicion. A lot of people. I'm gonna agree, say, with Brian, on that one. Yeah, that is a, a common thing about suicides is they'll act as act mm-hmm. normal, we still make plans and stuff. Yeah. Um, but also this is very Stanley Kubrick esque, and I noticed that there's like a the here Johnny shot. I was like, this is very much like The Shining, and that's mm-hmm. like that's the moment he's splitting. Like, it's like when he sticks the axe and cuts through the wall. it's almost like that's when his personality splits. Mm. Maybe
3: a very okay. cinematic thing. Yes, a a callback to, yes, to something else, uh, a whole other, a reference to another movie.
1: Also goes along with The Shining, because in The Shining, one theory is that it's all in his head, or it is all Mm. in his head. So maybe the meter moving is all in Chuck's head. Mm. But I I thought you—I also thought you just flat out couldn't stop a meter from moving no matter what you do. There's—it's always going to move.
0: Yeah, perhaps. I mean, because there's power going to
1: it just so it works, right? <laughs> like, right. Like, doesn't the like, meter itself, it's like that observer principle thing. Wait, that was right here we were talking about. The meter itself but, uses electricity. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> and, you know, the company, it, it's not like the power company pays for that. You know, they probably charge you for the electricity that it takes to run their meter. Therefore, the wheel would spin. So yeah. good point. thats That's how I see that. Yeah.
1: Alright. Also, dude couldn't wait. That was Saturday. He couldn't wait three freaking days. He had to kill himself because he couldn't wait three days for them to shut the power off.
3: <laughs> no man. Do you know how long yeah. three days is in the side or in the head of a crazy person? hmm. Uh, I don't it's know, like, is that like year? dog ears? Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh dog ears are uh and ears. hmm It's like <laughs> episodes of twenty four. hmm. Yeah. yeah, one day takes honestly forever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Nacho is at some spooky place waiting for Hector. Where the hell are they at?
1: Uh aren't they at like the warehouse or something where they, were they like keep- some sort of drop zone, yeah. right? Uh, isn't the I drop thought, yeah, spot? I thought like, they
3: were out at the warehouses. Yeah, remember the
1: uh the Hector gets six? Hector gets the, they had those box those uh those packets of heroin or whatever, and he's like, Hector gets six. Oh, I mm-hmm. thought that's what I thought that was where they were at because they're meeting with Gus. Right, that was a distribution center for. There you those go,
0: Spoils Hermanos. Okay, I I didn't pick up on where exactly they were, but it was dark, so I wrote spooky place in my notes.
1: <laughs> but waiting... this also confirms. I mentioned this earlier. This confirms how we're talking about how quickly he wanted to kill Hector off. Like he's he's going to go shoot him. Like he's past the point waiting for the heart attack. Yeah, he thought about it, right? Yeah, he thought about it, and then. And then uh, Arturo and Crazy Ape
0: pulled up. I think it was Arturo and Crazy Ape. No, it's right?
1: Arturo and uh, Bolsa. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Arturo. Oh, no, and I'm Bolsa. Sorry. Victor, that was Victor. Bolsa. Bolsa was with Gus.
0: Okay. Well, whoever. His is. <laughs> he he had an opportunity, right? Like he saw that he had an opportunity, but because he had he
1: hesitated, just enough to be run up on. Which I got confused here. Because Arturo finally speaks, and Mm -hmm. he's like, you got my message, right? And Nacho's like, yeah. And he's like, are you strapped? So, like, why would he go kill Hector knowing Arturo was on his way?
0: Well, I mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's like he's kind of desperate at this point, right? And so at that moment, he had an opening to where he could have plausible deniability because oh man yeah Hector shot but good thing I got my gun cuz I'm going to go find the guy that did it <laughs> you know what I right. mean yeah I like, guess you he, could
1: have set it up that he,
0: way he had a small window he had a small window he hesitated and then the people that were on their way showed up so he had to rethink the plan and play it off like he didn't have his gun drawn to shoot Hector he just had a you know he was just prepared right. for whatever
3: might happen that's a pretty ballsy move but i guess i could allow it uh I just thought of this while while you guys were talking about that. Is the creepy place that you're referring to is that the uh the place about four episodes ago that Gus went and looked at uh to buy as a new facility?
1: No. No. no that I, that I was don't. the la- that was the laundromat from Breaking Bad. Right. Yeah, that's, but uh, I I thought there was
3: a there was an overhead shot that made it look like that looked I, I, like that laundromat facility. No,
1: I I would only say no because that's Gus's place. Hector would not have a meeting there. Well here, let's like, I don't let's, think Hector would show it first. Like this is I think this is more like this is Hector's place. Well, let's do
0: this. Let's leave it up to the people that are listening. Uh maybe some of our listeners out there can track it down and uh correct us and inform us of exactly where they are meeting, where the spooky place is. Uh because next week I think we should do uh one last round of uh listener correspondence before we uh kind of like half-ass sign off for the season. So yeah. uh those of you okay. out there, um since the three of us can't decide uh, what the spooky place is, uh, maybe you guys out there can let us know what is the spooky place.
1: Yeah, so, especially since I just, totally con- I just totally contradicted myself, so please help us out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on,
0: um, pretty much why they're there is because I guess they got to talk about shipments, and Gus and his posse shows up, and <clears throat> they do a conference call, and pretty much it's determined – That Gus's way of doing things is so efficient and not obvious, or I guess inconspicuous, that everything will be going now through the Los Poyos Hermanos delivery system.
1: Yeah, well, one route over the border specifically. Like they don't want to, they don't want their distribution taking up multiple lanes because that's more chances of getting caught, I guess. Right. They want to consolidate, right? Right. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and Hector's like, and, and Hector's probably, you know, Hector's pissed because he's like, I don't even know why I took over this guy's <laughs> this guy's upholstery shop.
1: <laughs> like, why yeah, do we exactly these,
0: right? Like, what's it all for?
1: Bullshit, Is that where right? they were? Were they? Maybe they were
0: at the upholstery shop. Maybe I I don't know. For some reason, I, I didn't catch it. And I and yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> no problem. So this causes Hector to finally uh, stroke the fuck out. Right, <laughs> as
1: we like to yep. call it. He strokes yeah. out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he strokes the fuck out. Which I'm assuming this time it's for real that he stroke. Like maybe this is stroke the fuck out that we've all waited for because there's been a couple other times where he's had like a stroke and you're kind of like on the edge of your seat, and be like oh this is it, this is it. Oh yeah, okay, he's he's cool again. Like yeah, I think they but, they
1: definitely played this out as if this is the big one. I mean, he threw the pills. Yeah, is, he had a huge yeah. heart attack, and Gus is yeah, giving
3: this could be it. Yeah, yeah Gus, Gus giving him
1: safe PR, which is uh, ironic that Gus is trying to save Hector's life exactly gus you know i i it's that
0: whole thing i guess you know keep your enemies closer gus could have let them expire hector or nacho could have stopped gus
1: yeah you know so many scenarios he was too busy picking up his evidence which gus noticed
0: right and then in in the whole time why gus is giving hector cpr nacho was finally you know nacho was able to switch the pills the original pills back into the bottle so he could give it to
3: the EMT when they asked what he was taking. Right. I think uh, Gus was trying to save him uh, as a reference back to uh, what he told Mike in the parking lot of the courthouse when he said, you know, he he doesn't deserve to die like that or that quickly. He doesn't deserve that. So Gus giving him CPR, hopefully saving him, means that Hector is going to have to live a miserable disabled life uh, after this. (laughs) That's true, right. that's true.
1: Guy, it yeah. still pisses me off that Hector gets it. Well, yeah, Hector gets his revenge in the end. Gus never, mm-hmm. Gus doesn't win in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, spoiler alert: Hector blows the shit out of both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that the exact same way in another episode.
3: Uh, yes, I believe you
1: did. We're back to Jimmy. Uh- or well, I guess Kim Rainbow Wipe to <laughs> relaxathon two thousand three, two thousand
0: three relaxathon two thousand three, <laughs> Kim Rexler. <laughs> 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 trying to trying to make the choice between uh to kill a mockingbird again or Monty Python uh I I don't know which one I would take I I like Monty Python but um
1: yeah if I'm going for a Python? really good if I want a really good legal drama, I'm choosing Monty Python. <laughs> and if Which I want to laugh, Python? I choose That's my question. Monty Which Monty
3: Python? Uh, the <laughs> show, a DVD of the show. <laughs> oh, okay, of episodes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Please tell me you're laughing at my joke.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so funny, but it did. <laughs>
1: it's What's just- What's I don't that? know
0: that whole the whole exchange and just the way I heard it. I don't know. It's just something really funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. You ever have something just hit you as, like as like really funny, but you're not. You can't really explain why it was just. It just was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just kind of what happened.
2: I don't know. <laughs>
1: i think you're slap happy my friend
0: uh it it might be but i'm i'm having a good time and we're almost done and it's like 120 degrees in this garage right now so all right so um (laughs) uh so they're sitting there talking and he's even explaining how irene isn't down with this bullshit right like he's he's telling her she didn't buy it (laughs) like she still is is unhappy and she kind of says um you know they're eating chip cheese chips with cheese on them or whatever fuck they're eating and uh you know she's like well you know play to your strengths which his strengths are always uh kind of fuck everything up
3: right, right.
0: so then he comes through and he's like he he figures it out and he says you know uh you know how can he you know uh, kim's like how can you make this right and he's like well i know what i got to do but i don't want to do it and yeah. it's just going back to when she said play to your strengths, which is fucking everything up, which is exactly how right. uh, in this upcoming or in, in this scene, uh, he's conducting chair yoga and he has this big elaborate scheme to basically fuck everything up. But this time for him as part of the ruse to get the old ladies together, which
1: would ma- pretty much as I write I my notes, his is, wrong. I
3: was at my notes say
1: it'll set shit right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Solidify a common enemy by making the common enemy him instead.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. He's turning the sword on himself. Or falling on the sword, as it were. Yeah.
0: Sepiku. Aaron, uh, Aaron Brill's back to being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I want to, you know what, Irene referenced, like, she reminds me of that one actress or something, and I never looked it up, but I wonder if that is, if her character really might be based on another person. <laughs> it's so deliciously annoying.
0: Yeah, just kind of like a know-it-all and, like, super proper and, like, kind of bitchy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Over, uh, very precocious overachiever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's great, too, because Jimmy does the whole thing where he, like, quote-unquote, accidentally leaves the microphone on. Which allows her to chastise him, and he plays off as the heel, and uh, kind of outs himself for the for the betterment of like this little social group at the at the uh, retirement home. That's right, uh, Sam Piper Crossing. Um, Go
1: invest in some Kleenex.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like how she's in on it because it's gonna make her firm more money, right? And was still able to tell him what she thought of him, right? Yeah, right. Plus, she probably made a little bit of side money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either way, she's making more money, I guess, because a bigger settlement, she's probably part of that. Yeah. So At least you know, gas
1: money and a pack of smokes <laughs> for, for her
0: trip out. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So I, I, I really enjoyed that scene, even though uh, something about the character kind of annoys me, probably because I've worked with uh,
1: women like that. But um... <laughs> I would just say that that character is annoying. I mean, that's an annoying ass character. Right, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and plus saying, Aaron Brill is back being a total bitch. It just sounds so good, so good, <laughs> so I really enjoy the fact that she was in on it, and i I like to think a lot of that was probably just so she could tell Jimmy to <laughs> to his face, right, that she finds him detestable. I think actually, now that I think about it, that was probably her real payment was that she had a chance to tell him what a fucking piece of shit she thinks he is. Right. And then, you know, through through the method of the scheme, others get to hear it as well.
1: And she got to turn a whole bunch of old people against him, mm-hmm. get him on yeah. the, her side. Yeah. Yeah. So lots yeah, of Aaron.
3: positives for her this time. Lots of yeah, positives. Yeah. We, we call that yeah. a win win win. Irene's back in good <laughs> graces.
1: Jimmy's in the clear. And, uh, Aaron gets to be a bitch. <laughs> Jimmy and Kim are packing up the office
0: and, uh, they're getting ready to close the door one last time, and we find out Francesca got her DMV job back, so that'll be interesting, uh, knowing how the series ends up. But yeah. they even say, "Hey, if if we got something going again, you'll be the first person I call." How did you interpret her reaction to that? Well, I think at this point in the character's life, it, it was probably like more of a like, "Oh, great!" Like because she. She probably thinks like whatever
1: they just lost everything or they're closing shop. They're never gonna. I'm never gonna hear from these people. Yeah. Again. Did you think that? Because at first I thought it was like I don't want you to call me back. If you know, like, oh great, I don't, I'll get to work for you guys again. Like she didn't enjoy working for them. Right. You know, I, I, I don't. Then I thought about it. And I was like, oh, well, maybe she's just like, yeah, right. Like you guys are gonna get back on your feet. Right. Yeah.
0: I I think in her mind it's more they're saying that as a nicety. Yeah. Consider the situation. Right. You know, like like hey. If I ever need uh, somebody to sit here and read travel magazines, I'll give you a call. You know, it's you know like, like what? A-
1: it's like today. I uh, I had to take that microphone back to the guy that I borrowed it from, mm-hmm. um, and then so I was like, hey, you know, if you ever need anything, call me. He's just gonna be like, oh yeah, I'll give you a call.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <sure>. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a, it's a nicety, right? Right. Yeah. it's just like uh you know one of those things people do it's it's like when you you haven't seen somebody in high school in uh you know like 20 years and they're like you know what man like next time you're in town you should call me we'll do dinner and you're like yeah fuck yeah absolutely <laughs> and then and then you never talk to that person again or even think about getting their number but it's just because you you've shared the sentiment that maybe right. perhaps if the stars aligned in a perfect way you might have dinner with them but you never <laughs> but you, you don't right. have any actually real, no plans yeah, there there's no plans and you you don't even go out of your way to get like their number or anything. It's just like yeah, just a nicety, like, oh yeah, yeah, call me. Right. Yeah. Like have your people call my people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh so yeah. So that that's how I uh
1: I I took
0: that. And to make it a short lot answer of it, long, yeah. Yeah. To make um uh Jimmy throws his Rolodex away, Kim saves it. You never know. Nice. You never know, right? And I like how he... he see, this is uh, an important part, too, because... Oh, very, right, very. Right, because one, Chuck told him earlier that he, he should just, like... Because Chuck's whole spiel was, uh, why, why are you even going through the motions of apologizing? You're never going to change. All you ever fucking do is hurt people. Like, why even go through this mess? Just fucking embrace it and be that person, right? And then a few scenes later jimmy as they're closing up shop is complaining well not really complaining but he even states like well you know they're sending postcards and letters with my name on them to everybody that they know bespurching my name because you know i tried to get one over on the old ladies and then i was forced to expose myself to make everything right
3: you know what i mean so like two important things old ladies have it's too much time on their hands (laughs) right but and they enjoy it when people expose themselves
2: hmm
0: yeah.
3: Yes. His old ladies
0: love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's two important elements of the character of Saul Goodman, right? His brother yeah. says you should just embrace the shittiness, right? And then now he's in a situation where uh, Jimmy McGill is
1: now a tarnished brand. Also, number three, the triumvirate, he needs a whole new business model, is a direct quote. I need a whole new mm-hmm. business model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. not and not your uh, you know, your Mo Collins sitting around on a rock business model. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Solid the Solid
3: as a know. rock.
1: <laughs> Doesn't that sound awful lot like solid as I rock.
3: Uh, it's y-
1: yes. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> I'm just trying to throw in as many of develop, Arrested Development quotes as like references as I can. I think write. that's.
3: That's what, three or four for this episode three or now? four, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe that's what next season, the points of going based on. Check is- out Development Arrested, the Arrested Arrested Development Podcast. <laughs> 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 the
0: most Arrested Arrested Development Podcast.
1: All right. No, it's an Arrested huh? Arrested Development Podcast because it's never going to happen. It's, it's going to ah, be an Arrested Development.
0: Nice. Meta. Nice Okay. I get it. Nice. So my mind is blown. All right. So long story short, right? Like all all the pieces
1: are there. They just need to be yeah. mixed together now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. This this definitely laid out all the ingredients, which is why I'm going to say it now. I think this show's going five seasons cuz you got a year off. It's it's going year by year. 2001, 2 and 3. So mm-hmm. he's off for a year and then when he comes back, it'll be season 5 and they can bleed that into Breaking Bad. I think uh well, here let's let we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Let's let's move on to the next scene, and then we'll we'll
0: talk about stuff like that. Real. Quick, I, I okay?
1: only have one note for the next scene. Okay, okay, go. I'm sure it's something hilarious. Go. No, it's just Chuck at his house burns it down.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious in it its simplicity
1: and accuracy, my friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chuck got a lot of he got a lot of non nonverbal screen time. I mean, even with a longer episode. Mm-hmm. His scenes were seem kind of extended, which is kind of nice, knowing that he's probably not
3: going to be back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, they allowed um, him to act his dick off in front of everybody for his his very last yeah. hurrah, which yeah, he did.
1: Yeah. Even uh, in talking, Saul, um, Peter Gold said that was all him. All the breaking of the walls and all that tearing stuff down—that was actually Michael McKeon. They let him destroy the set. <laughs> you know, one thing that was. Uh, and I really
0: took away from that because I was sitting across the room from you, Dave, when that played, and uh, you were actually visibly affected by that.
1: Oh yeah, it was. I remember looking at you. I'm like, I was haunted by that. I don't know, they they did it so well, and the this the sound design. I f- cannot say enough about the, the sound design of this show. Mm-hmm. I noted it a couple times, like at the nachos the upholstery shop and stuff, and like how in the very the opening it, it kind of creeps in from afar, and the voices get louder. Mm-hmm. You know. And then when the yeah. when the house burns, it just goes silent, and it's just it's crickets, because it's crickets on Chuck's life at that point. Mm.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it was yeah. interesting watching you.
1: It moved me oh. like Jeff watching Chuck destroy the house. Apparently,
0: yeah, it did. it was it was interesting. It was interesting uh, uh, seeing how you reacted to that.
1: And I didn't expect so. it. I I thought because Jeff and I all day were talking about that. Mm. Right. Yeah, we had yeah.
3: back and forth on a, a text message.
1: Yeah, we were going back and forth about it. So then I was like, holy! I was just like holy shit (laughs) like i didn't expect that to happen (laughs) and jeff what was your response once it happened
0: yeah motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) jeff uh jeff totally called it so um overall overall uh pretty good episode i liked it it wasn't the most crazy uh some notable things no mike no mike anywhere yeah uh imdb had some dea agent listed no
1: dea agent Uh, The cast has changed since. Have
3: you gone and rechecked it? Uh, No, so it's completely. I mean, it's full, obviously, for the episode, but it's Mm. completely different than what was on before. Those were totally misleading bullshit things.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, good on them. You know, that's some good misdirection. I guess that's what makes good storytelling in a in a day and age when anybody can find out anything about everything,
1: right? Yeah, and I really like to think that that Tom Thumb thing, the DA agent, was to make us think about Hank which means they're kind of in tune with how their fans feel because it's off discussed that we Mm -hmm. want to see Hank. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I guess before we wrap it up, uh, I think, I think we should do uh, everybody get your, your last of the season listener correspondence in, and uh, we'll probably do one last uh, wrap up where we could talk about the season overall. Uh, I guess we'll do something short and sweet with as much uh, listener correspondence as we have time for next week. So mm-hmm. please make sure to get it into us. Um, one other thing I guess I would, I would like to predict for next season is I've, I think it'll go four seasons, but
1: next year there'll, there'll be a time jump. think so. You think they'll skip, you think they'll skip Jimmy's non-lawyerns?
0: Yeah. I, but, well, because think about it. Here's my, here's my reasoning. Why? Right. Like, I believe that Chuck, Chuck killed himself, right? And uh-huh. Jimmy McGill can't do anything for a year anyway. Yeah. Right? So I'd like to see a time jump pick back up right before he can go back into practice in law and then just kind of through storytelling and uh, maybe flashbacks or references to events we had not seen, you know, or through over the course of a season, see how – Chuck's suicide had affected Jimmy McGill a year after or a, a period of time after, like maybe, maybe he just can't get over it. Right. And so like that, that haunts him, hmm. uh, you know, as he's getting ready to obviously be able to practice law again. That's interesting. My, my theory is definitely not to be that, confused um, with, uh, not to be confused with, uh, Kenny Loggins, right. Just Jimmy practices. law sure. again
1: okay <laughs> <That's a
0: dumb> <laughs> Joke. <laughs> did i
1: see him yeah. that was a stretch <laughs> he's causing quite a messina um
3: wow was- I, I at least got that that's fine so yes
1: so uh my my <laughs> thing though is that it, you gotta remember it's not just jimmy's story so it's like did they set up where Nacho's story can take a year off and mike's story can take a year off and jump ahead you know, because I mean, are they going to explain what happens to Hector, or do we just see him a year into his incapacitation?
3: You know, right. And same with Kim too. I mean, obviously yeah. it's going to take her some months to recover, but mm. you know, what uh, she do in her yeah. addiction uh, spiral that is predicted right here? They just flash forward. It it's
1: like it's like that Thirty Rock episode where they flash forward five years and it's just a bunch of graves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you know what. <laughs>
0: Uh though you, you know, I didn't even think oh, you're right. I I guess there's so many yeah. storylines. I didn't even think about that. And I think that's an excellent question for our listeners to uh to send us for our final
2: yeah.
0: uh, listener correspondence. Where do you guys think we'll go from here? Because like like I said, I don't want to see him dragging out. Yeah. The actors well, also, are noticeably no, older. Not at all. The the storyline has a definitive end. Everybody knows where it's going. I just don't want to see him shoehorn. Yeah. extra seasons where they don't need extra seasons we don't need that seahorned in don't get <laughs> but I, don't get don't right. get greedy right because that's what happened to the walking dead don't get greedy
1: <laughs> yeah no well they didn't do it with breaking bad and like i said i think it sets up perfectly because uh if they're gonna push sandpiper back i think that chuck's insurance money is gonna give jimmy his seed money to start his new business venture
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay yeah
1: maybe chuck did that on purpose. Maybe he went out like that to show Jimmy like he does actually care about Jimmy and he's going to set him up to live his new no regrets life by Mm. getting him some insurance money.
3: And then after that, uh, the first two episodes are going to be hour long montages to do that time jump that Brian was talking about of the wacky schemes and businesses that he comes up with in that one year. So that's how you jump from one year to another Uh, montages montages of jimmy wasting money
0: <laughs> which would be awesome it would be like it'll it'll be like it'll be like the montage where he gets fired from davis in maine <laughs> but right. but but with millions of dollars which would be great
1: and and you right. got to have the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man interspersed inside the montage
0: well of course you'd be remiss if you didn't <laughs> so uh, with that, thanks for hanging out with us this season. Thanks for uh, listening to us talk twice now about episode 310. Uh, and make sure to check out the Nothing Important podcast and A Plumless Among Us. New episodes coming soon. Please make sure that you send us your thoughts, predictions, ideas, or, uh, you know, uh insults what really whatever you want to send us uh we'll do like a listener correspondence uh thing to wrap everything up sometime next week it it'll be fun just uh w- really anything uh, i don't know if you want to know our best uh sugar cookie recipe what Dave's shoe size is um you know what color uh what color of blonde that Jeff dyes his hair with right Jeff
3: first the left-handed thing and now blonde hair oh, god <laughs> <sighs> But anyway, now I know why I'm not on this show all the time. <laughs> I mean, you could have said but, like, "What color
1: I dye my beard red with?"
3: Why do you dye your beard red? No,
1: but I have a red beard and brown hair.
0: <laughs> you're you're much like um, you're much like the uh, like the red raccoon. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen a red raccoon like at the zoo? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. All right. So. All right. So let's try the wrap up again. Okay. So. I One, thought it was two, fine three. the way it was. Okay, so then we'll go back. Ten seconds, all right. So, uh, make sure to check all that out. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Make sure to check us out on the TV Time app. Uh, you can find that and a us among us there. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll chat with you soon. Look for the other podcast soon. I keep repeating myself. It's hotter than hell, and I need to go to bed.
1: Dave? Final score, Brian three, Dave two, Jeff ten. Call us idiots, call us geniuses, whatever. Just call us.
0: You kept (laughs) scoring.
1: No, I just made those numbers up.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit, it's
1: It's It sounded so
2: accurate. I was like, all right. It's (laughs) a good man.